0: Hello Voices, my name is Joe Troy and I'm a multi-award winning voiceover and host of A voiceovers Audio Adventure Podcast, a bi-weekly show where I learn about the voiceover and audio industry and share with you all the stories, tips and tricks along the way. Welcome to another episode. Last episode we spoke about casting and how you should audition for them. This week, we are going to elaborate further by speaking to one of, if not the most popular casting sites out there. Today's adventure is about Spotlight. Spotlight has been home of casting, supporting performers with roles in theatre, television and film production since 1927. And now we're turning their attention to the voiceover industry. I got to speak with Matt Hood, who joined Spotlight as Managing Director in 2021 and has over 20 years experience in the performing arts sector, including at Equity, the UK trade union for professional performers. I wanted to know more about Spotlight in general, the changes Spotlight will be making to their platform to support voice actors and tips on how to get the most out of the platform. Let's go.
1: My name's Matt Hood. I am the managing director of Spotlight. Spotlight's been around since 1927 and we started as a directory service for actors where you could advertise your availability for work, the fact you're looking for work and your various skills in a hard copy printed directory. And we launched that as the first in the world in 1927, as I said. And we've been going doing pretty much the same thing ever since. It's the the best place if you're working. Uh, as a performer of any uh, sort in the profession, to list yourself and be found for work. Uh, and, you know, through doing this job as an organisation for almost 100 years, we've helped introduce some of the best performers on screen, on stage, on radio uh, around the world to, to jobs. And, and, you know, through that, help them develop their careers
0: what professionals would use it? Like what kind of professionals would use it in terms of, you said actors, but what other people would be searching for actors on your platform?
1: So on one side, we've got the, the performers, the, the talented performers that, that have profiles on Spotlight, um, actors as I said, also voice performers as well, dancers and some other performing uh, professions. And on the other side, we have the people who are looking to hire those um, talented performers so largely casting directors they've been using spotlight directories since our foundation in the in the 1920s but other people who also are looking to cast talent so in the voice world where jobs aren't always cast through casting directors then sometimes the the producers will be casting directly as well largely though we're a platform for casting professionals the other group of uh, of individuals who use spotlight services are agents who are essentially using the platform on behalf of the the performers on behalf of the talent to keep profiles up to date to manage any inbound requests for people looking for for talent for their productions
0: And what kind of production companies are we talking mainly bigger companies or smaller companies that would um, look for talent on Spotlight?
1: I mean, what's great about Spotlight is it literally is everything. So yes, the the kind of big film and television casting directors will be using Spotlight. So will people casting stage from everything from the West End to to regional touring theatre. But also we're really aware that as a performer, um, every paid opportunity that's paid properly is valuable and worth seeing. And and we don't want to control what performers see. We want to give the most opportunities, vi- visibility to the most amount of opportunities possible. So as long as it's paid, we don't do free work. We don't do expenses only work. It has to be legitimate paid work. But if they are looking for professional performers for that paid work, then we try and encourage those jobs to to use Spotlight services to find the talent that they require.
0: Now, part of the reason we're talking today is about the new VO function that is on Spotlight. From personal experience as a VO, I, I found it difficult to navigate Spotlight as a VO. One of those platforms that I didn't really use. So it was really refreshing to hear that you were spending a bit more time focusing on the VO side of things. Would you like to shed some light on to, to why that was the case, and just more about the function itself. Yeah, I think, you know, Spotlight's
1: grown up in a very traditional acting background, looking at film, television, stage, and radio plays have traditionally been cast using Spotlight services as well. But that very specific skill set of voice wasn't really catered for by the Spotlight uh, platform. I have a real interest in voice myself. It's what I wanted to do when I was a student. I always wanted to kind of move into the voice world and, you know, things took me in different directions, but I've always had a real kind of passion for voice performance. And so when I joined three years ago and we were auditing what provisions we had for different skills sectors in the industry, it was clear that we didn't have the right tooling for voice actors or for those casting voice productions. And they they don't cast in the same way as yeah. um, you know acting on stage or on the screen there are different things that voice performers need to be able to demonstrate as their skills and there are different things that those hiring voice performers need to see um, in order to find the right voice talent for their production so that's what we've focused on in the last few years is going well what are the requirements for voice performers and voice casters that we're lacking and how do we bring those onto the spotlight platform so you know making sure we've got a new skill section for voice performers that really helps them detail in more granularity the the skills that they perform when undertaking voice work being able to for voice casters to actually search people with voice reels and be able to play those very easily straight from the profile so you know there's no point if you're casting for voice looking through loads of talents that do not have sound clips on they're just not going to be able to find talent yeah. you want if you can't hear them. Um, yeah. So enabling people to to have those voice clips readily available for ca- voice casters to hear and for those people casting voices to just be able to play them pretty much instantly without having to go through you know loads of in-depth processes on the site is really important for us. We also want to make sure that for people who are looking for a voice agent, those voice agents can find talent looking for voice representation just the same way that voice casters can find voice talent looking to work on their productions so a lot of it's just been about making sure that those audio skills are more easily accessible that audio media is more easily accessible on both sides just so that 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 process of voice casting can happen much more seamlessly
0: so it works both ways it's not just for the casting to look for talent it's also for the talent to look for casting as well is that correct
1: the way that casting directors and other professionals can advertise jobs does vary Around fifty percent of of what of the opportunities that that people put out via Spotlight are done through search. So half of them, people will go, well, I'm looking for these six performers, one performer for a production, and kind of advertise that role publicly, um, either to all the talent on the site, to some of the talent, um, just to agents only. Um, that's up to the casting professionals to decide. But the other 50% of the way in which those casting professionals find performers is just by searching and filtering the database. Yeah. So again, I need somebody who can speak this language, who has this accent as a native. I want to see people who just have voice reels because that's what I want to to hear. And so it's really important that that Spotlight performers, whatever their background, are keeping their profiles up to date because that's what those casting professionals are looking for and searching and yeah and creating shortlists based on and they may go look mm. I found these six people they look ideal and they'll show their producer those six people those six voice reels yeah. and the producers and the casting professionals work together to determine who they might want to bring into the room physically virtually or, or whatever yeah. it is so it's really important that it isn't it isn't just emails going out with jobs advertised on from casting professionals it's There are many ways in which they're looking for talent on the spotlight Mm. side.
0: If you were predominantly a voice actor versus an on-screen actor and you wanted to create a a spotlight account, could you do that? Or would you need to have an acting side and a voiceover side to be noticed?
1: I mean, historically, the latter would have been the case. So if you wanted to look for voice, but you had to qualify for spotlight as an actor um, in the first place. Again we, we've changed our criteria so that you can join Spotlight just with voice credits and, and you may just be looking for voice work at the same time or you may want to expand as a voice performer your opportunities and look for work in, in acting as well. Our job is not to, to gatekeep, okay. our job is not to keep people out of the profession at all, our job is to facilitate people looking for work and to facilitate those people looking to hire talent uh, and not to kind of be a yeah a block in the way so if you've got voice paid voice credits already then you can join spotlight with just two credits they can be voice only they could be acting only they could be a mixture of the two Um, and then you can choose what sorts of jobs you want to look for once you're registered on the
0: site does the casting process differ for voice versus a traditional acting casting
1: yeah, I mean, I think that historically for acting casting, your kind of thumbnail headshot has been, you know, your calling card, yeah. and so you know, people casting for for visual media have tended to kind of create shortlists of those headshots and, and have them as a almost a gallery of of people that they're considering for productions. Um, that's not relevant for for voice casting, um, yeah. and so what what really is so key is that, as I said earlier, that ability to to find an easy listen to those voice clips, and also to search and filter based on the sorts of things you want, whether you want someone with a warm, engaging voice, or whether you want somebody who's got a, you know, a, you know, can they do a, a convincing kind of scared timbre to their voice. So there are so many different things that that voice casting professionals are looking for that we didn't have before and we're beginning to introduce. And as I said, that was where we certainly saw
0: a deficiency
1: in those kind of really specific voice areas that we wanted to correct.
0: Is it something that you can tailor to you know to yourself or is it very rigid in terms of, you know, you have to, like you said, we need a scary voice, or for example, if I'd done a specific accent or a specific kind of voice, could I label it in any way that I see fit? Or, you know, how would that work?
1: I mean, in order to make the searching process as efficient as possible, we do need to create some kind of framework. Yeah. Otherwise, you're really relying on on the casting professional having exactly the same phraseology yeah. as you do, which, yeah. if you're creating it individually each time, <laughs> can be quite difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, we are. We'd like to create a mixture of of those set parameters, but also to have free text fields where people can add things that we're missing, and we can add them into the kind of the facet list. You know, we're we're really keen. We're we're rolling out a whole project on ethnicity and heritage this quarter to allow. Our performers to to really specify how they identify themselves in terms of their ethnicity and heritage in a way that is as granular as they wish to do so, or as uh, as wide as they wish to do so. And I think the same applies to voices and accents. You know, thinking that we can ever create a complete list, you know, a, a done list of all the voices and accents is, you know, as far fetched as beyond to create a, a complete list of ethnicity and heritage. So so we want to make sure that whilst we have these lists, which people can search and filter by, that we're always listening to see what other ones we can add to help both people identify themselves and their skills, but also to help casting work much more smoothly as well.
0: What would you say were do's and don'ts to creating a profile? what what profiles have you seen and you're like oh my god are they serious Uh, versus that's a really good one i'm sure you've seen them all so (laughs) yeah i mean look you know don't lie
1: it's probably (laughs) like the number one tip the number of people i've seen who've put um skills down they don't have whether it's horse riding or driving cars or accents they haven't mastered Mm. i mean that nobody wins from that. You get into a voice booth or you get onto a studio and someone says, well, can you do this? And the answer is no, you can't. <laughs> um, the whole production's thrown into disarray. So I think number one is, is, yeah, just make sure you're telling the truth. Make sure it's your truth that you're telling. Um, also, just keep it up to date. I mean, well, you know, headshots, notoriously in the past, people weren't updating and then you'd turn up and people go, well, you don't look like that. Less of an issue, you know, perhaps in voice casting, but but making sure that you've you know keeping your agent up to date, keeping all your all your skills or your credits up to date, particularly credits I think because people really want to see that body of work that you've done, and if you've only listed the two jobs you listed to join Spotlight with, and not the fourteen you've done in the past year, then people are going to look at your profile and go, well. Oh. I can't see the track record track record of the work that they've undertaken. So keeping that up to date is really important just to yeah. you know, enhance your credibility as a performer.
0: So you see the back end of, you know, obviously you see everything that's happening on the platform. How often do you see voice specifically trends coming and going? Because you might see an influx of okay, we want a, a northern, like a, a northern accent for like six months, for example. Like how often do you see trends changing? It's a a
1: kind of longer term picture, I think, in terms of trying to understand trends. I mean, the biggest one I think has been around authenticity over the last few years. Um, And that I think applies as much to voice as it has done to other portrayals. And in fact, it's perhaps been one of the areas where voices had to catch up more because portraying something you're clearly not visually has not been acceptable for a while, but you've seen the, you know the trend you know, see how the reaction to to some of the characters in The Simpsons, for example, over the last decade <laughs> yeah. has changed yeah. you know, that authenticity in voice has been something that we've noticed much more being the case now that's interesting because you know as an actor as a performer as a voice performer, your ability to do many accents and many voice types and portray many characters is part of your skill set, yes. But we've certainly seen where a trend in people looking for you to be you and not mm-hmm. to be somebody else in voice, perhaps more than any other area. So that that I think is is a is definitely one of the the trends that we've seen. I think the other one is interestingly in voice there is with the rise of AI and the ability for for AI to take over some of the roles in voice, which I think is alarming to. All of us the the line between voice over and voice acting has become much more important for casting professionals and wanting to better see how you perform with your voice and not just read in a nice voice 100%, yeah is is becoming more important so the the lines between acting and voice performing are becoming more blurred yes. um, and I think that works in 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 favor for both actors and for People who may have historically seen themselves as, as voice performers only, and you know, and hopefully that means there's more opportunity. Whilst we all kind of look at this threat of AI and what it yeah. means for our industry in general, uh, and you know, that that's a big unresolved question still.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely see the, the need for different accents in some aspects. Like, for example, if you're playing an ensemble ro- role or something like that. But definitely for the more commercial stuff, I see the authenticity being used a lot more because they don't need you to do a million accents. They just need you to be you. So I definitely see the yeah. the good and, and the bad side. But I think ultimately it just comes down to budget at the end of the day for, for most people. Um, and that's unfortunately, It's just interesting yeah. if you're doing
1: a, an audio book, which is one of those other boom areas in voice work over the last yeah. 10 years, you know what distinguishes an audiobook from a radio play is that you have a single narrator who does all the characters mm. whereas in a radio play you have different actors for each of the characters so you do want someone to read it who can talk in the voices of all the yeah, different people yeah. in in the book how that's achieved in a sensitive and appropriate way is part of the 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 art of the craft of audiobooks
0: mm. okay one more question before we leave: Is there anything else that you would like to talk about in terms of Spotlight or the VO functions, or just work that's coming up in the next few months?
1: So there's a couple of things, and one is we're um, kind of launching a, a three month free offer for voice performers who are returning to Spotlight, maybe after having taken a break, or, or new for the first time. Now we're expanding our our voice work. I think the code is SLVO Launch Twenty Three but that's available for the next six months for people who want to come and check out the work we're doing for voice and uh, and to rejoin or join the platform for the first time. Uh, the second bit is, you know, we're doing more, one of the great things about Spotlight is the amount of stuff we do away from just being a, a software platform um, and the ability to kind of run events and other things that help people in building their career, both from a, a performer point of view, but also from casting and agents as well. Uh, and we've got a number of different uh, voice-related workshops and online uh, activities coming up from, you know, accent work to kind of things like laying the imposter syndrome to rest. So um, we'd have a health and wellbeing programme focused on kind of mental resilience in the profession as well. So, you know, I think those which we advertise on our, on our website are really important for welfare. For what are essentially people, actors, performers are often working alone and often in between jobs as well. And we're really sensitive to, to what that means for performers and how we can help in that general career development side, as well as just you know the, the jobs part of the platform as well. So yeah, a lot more of that in, for, for voice performers will be coming up through the year.
0: And I can follow all of that through social media and website, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, that. Spotlight.com, Spotlight UK on the social media channels. Although one of the things we're, we'll be doing this year is probably changing that Spotlight UK to be more reflective of you know the UK and Ireland, where uh, lots of Irish performers uh, are part of Spotlight as well. So otherwise, that's the current social media handle.
0: Matt, thank you for your time today. Um, I'm really excited to see what Spotlight have coming and I will definitely be using Spotlight in the next few months to check out the new features. So thank you for your time, sir. No problem at all. Thanks for having me on. So what did I learn from today's conversation? If you're a voiceover and you want to be on Spotlight, you now can. You no longer need to have on-screen credits to be a part of it. As long as you have two paid jobs, go ahead and apply. Remember to keep your profile up to date and make sure you are showing your latest work. People that are actively working will always look more appealing, so bear that in mind. And finally, a reoccurring theme over the last couple episodes and to be honest in life. Be you. Don't try to be something you are not. Authenticity is key, and people will see right through a lie. You got this, everyone. Good luck. The wonderful people at Spotlight have been so kind to offer three months free for voiceover artists joining Spotlight. This is for new members, all those returning from at least six months hiatus. All you have to do is use the code SLVOLAUNCH23, that's S-L-V-O-L-A-U-N-C-H-23 at checkout to activate. So head over to Spotlight.com and create your account. Remember, they have a lot of additional webinars, workshops and just downright useful info. So if you just want to check that out, then go ahead and have a peek. Thank you, Matt and Spotlight for answering all my questions and taking time out to be a part of this episode. These changes are a big win for the voice acting community. So make sure you check it out. And there we go. Another adventure done. We're flying through them really quick and we're nearly done with the third season. Make sure you're following the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, as always, bye bye.